0: If you have a life experience, for example, that you overcame, and if you want to share that with with other people, knowing that what you know could help them, then what's holding you back? You you, You don't have to keep your expertise and your insights to yourself. You have the obligation to share it with other people, especially if you know if it's going to help someone else. Hey entrepreneurs, are you running around multitasking, always rushing to get
1: to the next thing, working insane hours like I did for years? Listen, one day I nearly electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. It was the wake-up call that I needed. I had subscribed to the old way of doing things, grinding it out, thinking long hours and hard work was just me paying my dues. I was wrong and it was costing me. I finally realized it was the things I implemented right now that gave me the biggest results in my business. So the big question is, what should you be doing right now in your business? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. No glory, just the raw goods and fascinating conversations so we can get you to your next win now. This is now your business and I'm Chris Ward and I am excited to have our next guest. Today we have Dr. Emmy Vita Estacio and she is a chartered psychologist, author, keynote speaker, life transformation and leadership coach. Her passion is to help ambitious entrepreneurs and professionals overcome their limiting beliefs so they can power through to their next level. She has over 20 years experience. She must have started really young because you've got to see her people. <laughs> She's experienced in psychology and, and has established herself as a world-renowned expert in the field. She is the best-selling author of the Psychology in Your Life series, including titles such as the impostor syndrome remedy change your life for good and fear is not my enemy and she's now helping inspiring individuals fulfill their lifelong ambition to write and publish their own books emmy welcome to the show i'm
0: so glad you're here i'm so excited to be here chris thanks for inviting me such an honor
1: well, that's a long list of accomplishments. So let's dive right in and why don't you tell us a little bit if you could in a minute or so, it be your backstory and sort of how, how did this unfold for you?
0: Sure. well, as, as you've read, I'm actually my background is in psychology, but that's not really my original plan. Um, you were right when you said I started early. Um, I started when I was 15 and the original plan was for me to become a medical doctor. I got into med school. But because I was 15 at that time, my mom said, you know, you're probably too young um, to go into med school. Maybe you should um, study psychology as a pre-med. And after the four years, if you still want to be a doctor, carry on and, and be a medical doctor. So I followed her advice, studied psychology. And after four years, I loved it so much that I forgot about med school and just pursued a career in psychology, I, I moved to London, did my master's, my PhD here in, in London, and I became an academic. And for the past 20 years, I've had this um, reputation, this, this academic um, reputation in health and community psychology, university lecturer, um, researcher. But at the same time, I felt as if I wasn't really doing enough. I wasn't reaching enough people and making a big impact with my academic hat on. So I thought, if I really wanted to make the most out of my skills and make psychology useful to the masses, then I need to step out of academia and bring psychology to the masses. And that's how I came about writing my Psychology in Your Life series, showing how we can use psychology to overcome our sense of um, incompetence, our fears, our anxiety. So we can actually use psychology so to, to unleash our potential and make the most out of our lives. So in a nutshell, that's where I am now. In
1: a nutshell. Okay. So let's start off and let's just be clear that I have very little ability to relate to you as a 15-year-old. So I assure you, I was not sitting down with my mom at 15 going, well, you know, I know you really want to go into med school and you've got the grades for it, you've been accepted, but I think you're a little too young. This was not the conversation around my kitchen table. So, <laughs> let's establish that we're not going to connect on that level. But what happened after that journey is, yeah, so then you turn this, which is always very interesting, then you turn this academia background, which, you know what, that's a whole discussion, you know, we could dive into because I find for myself too, We've talked about this a number of times in the show with social media showing up with your academic armor on or trying to sound professional and, and forgetting to start a, sort of drop your guard and just be engaging and just be fun or casual, Chris, or somebody that you would chat with and have a coffee with. So it is interesting that we all have some level of academia that you know limits us or wears us down, but yours, is, you really got a lot there. So then you took that and went to being an entrepreneur.
0: That's Tell us correct. about
1: that. What, what, what was that journey like?
0: Yes, it, it was just that realization when, when I had my first baby. Um, it, made me, made, it made me feel as if I'm not really making the most out of my skills. I'm not reaching enough people And my time here on earth is limited. Um, My time to be with my son as well is limited with him as a child. So for me to be in academia, within the four walls of academia, I felt it was limiting. That I could Mm. do more outside of academia. And even if academia was my comfort zone, you know, I've been in it for 20 years to step out of it because I wanted more um, out of my life and reach out to more people and make use of psychology to help more people. I think that was a a big step for me. That was a huge leap for me. And I have to say that it took a lot of courage um, to do that.
1: I would think so too, because you're surrounded by like-minded people. And so they probably didn't understand this foreign talk and this foolishness. I know when I quit my job to start my business and you know, people were telling me here I was, I don't know, I can't even remember, I guess 30 or something, and people were saying to me, Oh my gosh, like you're gonna give up a really amazing pension, which by the way, is 30 years down the road. So they were telling me I should stick it out till I'm 65 and start my life at 65, which I, I, Hey, I don't think 65 is old. You can start, you can always start over, but I don't think you should wait. 30 plus years, right? So I'm not judging the age, but I'm judging the waiting 30 years does not seem like a real modern game plan. So boy, oh boy, you must have had to sort of look at a lot of raising eyebrows.
0: Oh, yes, certainly. And for um, a lot of my previous colleagues, they were telling me, oh, you know, this is all we know. We spent all our lives getting to where we are. You, you, you know, You've studied um, you know, you did uh, your, your undergrad, your postgrad, your PhD, yeah. postdoc, and so on, only to throw it all away. Well, for me, it's not that yeah. I'm throwing it all the way. All the skills and the experience and expertise that I gained throughout my career as, a, as an academic, I'm taking them with me. The communication right. skills, the ability to to structure my workload, the ability to communicate, and everything that I know about psychology, I'm taking it with me now as an entrepreneur, and bringing psychology to the masses. And and that's what I've been trying to do with my books, Psychology in Your Life series. And I've self-published my books. Even if I have a traditional publisher, I could publish my books with a publisher. But I chose the self-publishing route because I have more freedom and autonomy and control over what I write and how I write it and how I market it and how I'm going to reach my audience and you know, with my message.
1: So um, you wanted freedom of choice. You wanted to get out there and you wanted to be more creative and have some, free, you know, some options. Now, boy, so this is really interesting. So with all your professional background, your business is still relatively new in comparison. So tell me some of the pain points. What, you know, what was it you went, okay, oh my gosh, i to learn how to do this now or I have to change what I'm doing now. What were your now
0: moments? my my pain points for now to be perfectly honest with you i still feel excited you know i i left over a year ago and i started my business even while i was still working in my job but right. i still feel excited you know i still feel the energy and in the prospect of the future but when it comes to to the pain points i have to say that i do miss um having a routine like knowing exactly What's going to happen next? Because as a new entrepreneur, there are a lot of unknown unknowns. There's a lot of learning, a lot of growth, a lot of development. So my routine is still quite flexible. Unlike for the past 20 years, I know that I'm teaching on a Monday morning um, from 9 to 10 o'clock. And then I have a bunch of meetings. You know what I mean? So the structure, I'm still building a structure. I'm still learning how things work. But my oh my it's so exciting. I love doing that anyway. You know, finding my feet, um creating my routine as I go along. There's a lot of room for for growth and development. You can see it as a pain point, but I see it as a as an exciting new time to to build my schedule to build my routine because now I have the the freedom and flexibility to do that.
1: Well, that is amazing. I have to tell you I've had my my marketing agency for over 10 years and I st- still get excited. And one of my issues is I've always struggled with sleep and I wake up and I think, is it time to get up yet? And it's only like, you know, four 14 or something. Okay. Okay. Fo- you focus, go back to sleep. So I-, I think if you love what you do, it never gets old because I'm always excited about something new that's happening, whatever. So, all right. So tell us a little bit about the type of people that you work with and what is it that, you know, you're bringing to the table and, and what are you excited about the lives that you're working with?
0: Sure. Well, I'm currently working now with, with inspiring individuals who want to share their their stories and their expertise and, and become a best-selling author on Amazon. Some of them, they started off as coaching clients. And I realized, oh my goodness, you have so much to share to the world, so much um, life experience to be told. And the only thing that's holding them back from writing their books is this self-doubt that Mm. I'm not good enough to write a book or I'm not expert enough to to write something about this, when in fact, they've been doing what they've been doing for 30 plus years. And they're still thinking, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I can do this. So I, I, I do love engaging with these individuals, you know, bringing them out of their shells and making them realize that they hold um, expert knowledge and life experience that other people could benefit from and, and helping them to realize that it's absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, let me jump in there because you know a lot of our listeners are not going to have 30 years experience and you're telling us that your clients say, oh my gosh, I've got 30 years experience is still not enough. I know when I wrote my book, When the Hour, When the Day somebody talked me into writing that too, because I don't know what you're waiting for, but you, you think that you need somebody, I don't know, to come and tap you on the head with a wand and say, you've been blessed. It's time for you to share your message with the masses. And I mean, I had been in business for over 10 years and my book is written on the growing pains of working too hard, grinding it out. And that business should be fun. It doesn't have to be that hard, but I, I too thought, well, maybe when I reach a million dollars or maybe when, I don't know what, maybe my hair needs to be certain length, I don't know what I was waiting for, some magical time where you felt blessed and, and, and a fairy came and said, this is the time. So that's a really important message is we, everybody does have a book in them. You just got to get it out, right? If, If that's your passion, if that's your passion, it's not a matter of if the timing is right. The timing is now whenever. The timing is now. <laughs> yes, the timing is now.
0: But um, I have to say, though, Chris, um, from what I've seen from my from my clients, I have a, a current client. He's a beekeeper. And he's been a beekeeper oh. for 35 years. Like, you, you know, ask him anything about beekeeping. And, and he could go on and on and on and on yeah. about bees. But when, when we first met, he said, I don't think I can write a book because I'm just not a writer. And I told him, look, this is a limiting belief um, that you need to be a, a brilliant writer in order to share what you right. know. Um, so I just asked him a couple of questions about beekeeping and he just went on and on and on and on about it. He said, well, there you go. That's your book. You know, you're, you're basically telling people how to be safe, um, you know, what sort of equipment they need um, when they start their um, beekeeping um, as yeah. a hobby or as a business. Um, what do they need to to look for, you know, in terms of the season, you know, what do they need to prepare? And he just... How kept not to on get stuck. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So he knew it inside out and just having that other person talk you through your ideas yeah. and you realize that oh my goodness i actually do know a lot and this ties in with my one of my books um, imposter syndrome remedy so many of us have this feeling of incompetence and inadequacy even if we are good at what we do you know some of the things that we do best we think that they are easy yeah. for everyone you know just because yeah. you are good at it doesn't mean that it's easy for everyone. You are good at it because you learned how to do it because you had years of experience doing it. You learn from mistakes. You know it's yeah. it's a matter of learning and growing. And just because it is easy for you, it doesn't mean it's easy for everyone. And so, if you have that expert knowledge, um, if you have a life experience, for example, that you overcame, and if you want to share that with with other people, knowing that what you know could help them then what's holding you back? You know, you, you, you don't have to keep your expertise and your insights to yourself. You have the obligation to share it with other people, especially if you know if it's going to help someone else.
1: Yeah. And I think what happens is when you love what you do, you're always looking at, like for me, I'm always looking at the next thing. Oh, I want to get better at this and better at that. So I think that even when it comes easy to you, you think because you're so hungry to get better and better at your craft that you're not there yet. You're not there yet. And so then you think you you know this, the book's not ready. And I know too, when people think they're not a good writer, I remember my editor, when she was going through my book, And she kept saying, I need to take it down. Like even things like cannot, she'd say, you have to say can't. You have to talk like you're, you know, you can't be writing, you got to be talking. And so I'm like, I went to college and university and all these things to learn, you know, to be all grown up and have an education. And now you're telling me to dumb it down, not dumb it down. Mm. Let me rephrase that. That's wrong. You're telling me to simplify the language to the language that I had in grade eight um, so you're right, you don't need to be a writer. In fact, more and more, you need to be a good talker. I know from my book, people keep telling me it's easy read and that's the biggest compliment that you know it's digestible. So it, it doesn't have to be
0: a, a crafted story kind of thing. Absolutely, and one of the things that I tell my students as well is when you write a book, it's not always about showing off what you know. You need to yeah. understand who you are writing for and you are writing based on what your what, what your readers need right now you don't have to do a brain dump and and put everything that you know on a page that's not right. going to make sense you need to understand what your readers need what they are looking for what are their pain points and what parts of your expertise what parts of your knowledge you can put on your book so you can serve and and you know help those readers that need your um knowledge right now so that's another thing. Um, when you are thinking about writing and publishing your book, remember, it's not just about you. It's about your readers and understanding how you can serve them with what you know and, and delivering a book that will, that will help them um, in some way. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about your clients. You know, you're dealing with, you're new at entrepreneurship yourself, and now you're out there, and you're helping other. Mostly, these are entrepreneurs, right? So you're a new they are entrepreneur. mostly
0: coaches, entrepreneurs. Okay. You know, yeah, business owners who who have lots of experience in what they do, but not necessarily in the writing and publishing side of what they what what they're working on. Gotcha. So I think too, this is
1: a really great example where again you know, as far as being an entrepreneur, you're not like crazy ahead of them. You come with all your experience, but you're not crazy years and years ahead of them. So I think it's really great for people to understand, like we always think there is some, this accreditation that you, in order to coach others, you have to have years and years of experience. So what kind of person comes to you?
0: All right. So The the types of um people that that come to me right now, they are people who are doing extremely well um in their businesses. Um they want to reach out um to more audiences, you know, to share what they know. But it's just that they don't know where to start when it comes to writing and publishing their work. They know that um having a book has this potential um to, to build their brand, to share their um, to share their message, you know, to share what they know, leave a lasting legacy. For example, mm-hmm. many of my clients, um, they 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 are in their sixties um, and they lived a really colorful life, and they they want to share um, what they've learned in their lives um, before they pass on. Well, they have they still have a lot of time but they want yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. now before you know yeah. before um before it's too late and and from what i've seen is that they have um this burning desire to to serve you know to right. to share their message because they know that what they have in their heads you know their their expertise and their experience can help other people for, for most, they are also entrepreneurs yeah, who just really understand the power of, of having a book and, and how it can set um, your reputation as an expert in your field. So it's not only a way to, to share their message, but it's also to, to build their brand, you know, build their mailing list, and let a wider audience know who they are and, and what they do and how they can serve them. So, so that's quite a mix of, of clients that I have right now.
1: Yeah, so it's another tool. uh, Having a book is another tool in in your ability to reach out, uh, have a bigger impact on your audience. It's another way to open doors and get in kind of deal. So speaking of books... What kind of books do you recommend to your clients? Like if you're talking to them about books and you want them to write a book, tell us as a new entrepreneur, tell us about some of the books you've eaten up and that you've enjoyed.
0: (laughs) Not that I'm being biased here, Chris, and that because this is your podcast, I'm not lying to you. I actually recommend Win the Hour, Win the Day to most of my clients because the thing is most of them, they feel slightly overwhelmed um, when it comes to Um, writing and and publishing a book, you know, there are a lot of steps that you need to do. But with your book, you actually um, recommend having them in in bite-sized chunks, you know, just really Mm -hmm. understanding what you are going to do on that hour and get that task done on that hour so yeah win the hour win the day highly recommended <laughs> not just to my clients but actually to to everyone who's who's interested in in managing you know really understanding time management i'm not really even sure if you call it time management but but really knowing how to make the most of your time and and just you know having a, a specific tasks per hour and getting the job done during that hour is that clarity yeah. really?
1: Yeah. I mean, I call it time management because I have to, but it is really about time empowerment and and I really was interested. So thank you for plugging me. (laughs) You're awesome. You're kind, but I do think you're right. Like you know i often give the example when i was writing my book because i broke it down one of the things we talk about in the book is working backwards and i do think this is really important for entrepreneurs and i say that if we were going out to an event like say to the dentist thursday you you'd say well, okay the dentist is 11 i've all of a sudden leave the house at 10 and you realize you have to get up at 8 to be at 11 o'clock dental appointment but when we get work we just dive into the work all so excited we got a new client new project we're diving all in and what I use as example of writing my book saying, well, I worked backwards. I wanted mm-hmm. it published at this date. So then when I did the math, it meant five pages per day. So some days I felt like, oh, I don't know if I've got five pages in me, but because I had it broken down, I realized if I don't have five pages in me today, I won't have ten in me tomorrow. So that really kind of, as as opposed to the, somebody else or myself years ago would say, you know what, I don't feel like it today. I'm going to go really strong. I'll be fresh on Thursday. It'll just fly off my fingertips. So you're right digesting the pieces of your project, I think is hugely important for any entrepreneur. And especially for someone like you, again, where you went from a really structured environment and a routine, and now you're making your own. That must've been a big transition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and, and when it comes to, to our course, you know, the self-publishing made simple course and, and the community that we have on Facebook, we have the self-publishing made simple community on Facebook. The very first thing that I tell them is if you want to write a book, the first thing that you need to do is to make a conscious decision and commitment to write your book. Because if you're just wishing that, oh, you yeah. know, when, when the time comes, I will write my book, it's 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 a wish. But the first thing that you need to do is to make a conscious decision and commitment to write your book. And I I encourage all of my members to make that statement Mm -hmm. in the group that they are going to write and and publish their book by, and we have a specific time frame. So it's not just a fluffy wish. It's something concrete with a specific date. When you set the launch date, you work backwards. We have a a, a um, starter kit that we have in the self-publishing made simple community. All of the steps that you need to take from, from doing your market research, building your outline, writing the book, and then preparing it for publishing and, and launch. You know, all the steps are outlined. And if you are aiming to finish it, let's say in 90 days, how are you going to break down mm-hmm. those 90 days into early chunks and allocate specific tasks in your diary, in your calendar. So when you yeah. actually have a look at your calendar, oops, ah, I have to write five hundred words in this hour. You know what I mean? So I do, and I love hearing you use all my terms. i so excited. <laughs> and you must work backwards. And by the way, it sounds much more
1: intelligent when you say it with your, you know, eloquent little accent there. So that's awesome. So yeah, I totally get it. And because I tell you, there's a saying where you could go into a graveyard and everybody buried there had a book in them. And I I do remember at some point writing my book thinking, oh, I get that now because without a structure, it really is can quickly become something that you were going to do one day and it never gets done. So boy, you must be a little bit of a taskmaster to keep all these people on task with writing the book. like. What do you do when they fall off? Like how, what does that look like? How, how do you keep this all together and and do all that for them?
0: (laughs) To be honest with you, this is one of my frustrations um, for the past year because I have my course and I have my group and I have active people who, who engage in the community, but I still find the accountability um, lacking a little bit, people, you know, life happens, yeah, um, and, and they they lag behind. So what I did instead is I set a 12 week challenge uh-huh. inside a group. They have to make that commitment during those 12 weeks. We actually start on the 15th of January, 2020, okay. and it's just a really condensed 12 week period from the 15th of January, I think it runs until March or April, you know. So it's, it's concentrated. We're, not, we're doing it all at the same time, week on week, and, and we'll see how we'll get on with that. Because if, it, if we just leave it open, you know, people yeah. lag behind, and it's quite difficult to, to manage it in that way. So we're all doing it together week on week, having that support and accountability. So we're all on the same, same boat as well. And you
1: don't want to be in a position to police them all the time. So you have to be able to inspire them without policing them. So awesome. Well, Emmy, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I learned a lot and I think it's really helpful. And it's really interesting to hear somebody making that leap from an academic world, a structured environment, uh, and to be an entrepreneur. It's really interesting to take a look at that journey. So where can people find you? If they're looking for you now, where, where can they find you?
0: Well, I'm very active on Facebook. Okay. So if you can just find our community, um, Self-Publishing Made Simple. It's a community of aspiring authors. We're very warm, supportive, and friendly. And with me, with my background in psychology, I always have my psychology hat on, you know, with all this accountability mm-hmm. and, you know, when, when people feel the fear as well, you know, people might not like my book or um, they're feeling doubtful about um, writing a book. I'm there as a psychologist helping all the aspiring authors to get on with their work, you know, make that conscious decision and commitment to write their books, and then we'll get it done, um, usually 90 days or less. But the, the community is called Self-Publishing Made Simple. It's all happening on Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us
1: today. Everyone, another wonderful time with Now Your Business. We'll see you in the next episode. This is Chris Ward and thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed our show, please do leave a review. Right now, we are giving away a free audio version of When the Hour When the Day, valued at $15, but we know people that's worth more than that because it could help you eliminate 80% of your to-do list and 100% of your guilt. So until our next show, thank you again for joining us.